Hi, everyone. This is David Cohen, and I'm here with my amazing co-host, Brad Feld. Hey, Brad. And this is the Give First podcast. And in the startup world, Give First means simply trying to help anyone, especially entrepreneurs, without any expectation of getting anything back. So we'll be talking to mentors and founders about what Give First looks like in action and how it makes great entrepreneurship possible. We polled everyone and they said consistently that their favorite part of the show was the legal mumbo jumbo. So here it is. The following discussion is an expression of personal opinion and does not represent the opinion of Techstars or any company we discuss. Our conversations for informational purposes only, including any mention of securities or funds. This is not legal business investment or tax advice and is not intended for use by any investor. Certain of Techstars funds own or may own in the future securities and some of the companies discussed in this podcast. Got it? Sort of give first. It's David Cohen with you. We have two guests today. I'm going to leave one of them as a surprise for a little bit, though. Heidi Kapari, thanks for joining us on the show today. Thank you so much for having us, David. Heidi, uh, you run something called Dream Tank that I got really excited about. Uh, my son, uh, 10-year-old, went through that uh, program last summer, and I got to participate in it. Tell the tell the audience a little bit about what Dream Tank's all about. Dream Tank came as a solution to something that I saw missing in the world. Uh, I've been working in the field of social entrepreneurship and impact investing for about 15 years. And about four years ago, I started looking at how are we going to reach these global goals? Uh, The United Nations Sustainable Development Goals came out in 2015, and almost every country in the world agreed on these, this framework. And so I thought, great, now we have a framework, but how are we gonna reach these goals? And I've always looked at using finance and entrepreneurship and technology as unifiers and as ways that we can um, leverage all of the tools that we have in our capitalist society for good. And so I thought, well, how can we use all these incredible different cross-sector approaches to solving the sustainable development goals? And when I looked at them, I thought, we need moonshots. We need radical imagination if we're really going to solve these goals. And we need a lot of collaboration. We need all the different sectors of the world collaborating. And we need a really big reason to do that. And it hit me four years ago that a big, big, big thing that was missing in the whole conversation about systems change and solving global goals was we were missing youth, we were missing kids. The answer was kids to me. And this is after being in institutions like UBS, working with in all the different sectors, seeing what all the adults are trying to do to change things. When I would see what kids were doing or I would talk to my kids, uh, my son uh, is a disruptor and my daughter is an entrepreneur by nature. So both of those in the mix in my life, I started um, really using design thinking and problem solving in my life as well. So as I was doing all of my work in the world in social entrepreneurship and I would come home from places like Bangladesh or Cambodia and I would show the kids videos and say, Uh, You know, look at this. There's a village with no bathroom, no toilets, and they have cell phones. That's so fascinating. And we would be talking about these things. Um, And fast forward to about four years ago, uh, I was invited to a conference uh, on what would you, you around family offices and, and health impact investing. 
And I was there to talk about impact investing and purpose-driven investing. And, um, and they asked me, what would I do if I had one year left to live? And in that moment, everything I just said to you came together. The gap, the kids, the ideas, the imagination. And what came out was I would start a think tank and a social entrepreneurship accelerator for kids and teens so we could listen to their ideas on how to solve the, pro the world's problems. And uh, that's what's happened. Three and a half years later, we kind of started as an experiment because we didn't even know. I didn't know what this would turn into. I didn't know what the business model would be. We wanted to test it and use even design thinking in our own creation of it. So we just started doing and the whole community came around us and here we are. It's super interesting to hear that origin story because we just had Philip McKernan on the show and Philip talked about, you know, one last startup or one last thing you could do in your life, one last talk. Um, and that that forces you to really think about what matters to you. If you just have one more shot or one more year, what are you going to go work on? So yeah. it's cool to hear that origin yeah. story. Yeah. And everything comes in the mix. You know, it's, I want to be with my kids, of course, came into it. If I had one year left to live and I want to make a big impact on the world, like maybe something that wasn't here if I didn't do it. Yeah. Well, it's cool also that you've lived longer than the one year. That's awesome. <laughs> awesome ad as well. Um, you brought a guest with you. Maybe yes. we should introduce the other yes, guests. I'm so happy that uh, she is here, uh, Amalia Rose Battle. She is just turned 11, and I will let her speak for herself. She is one of our dream makers, who we call the kids who go through our programs. And she's been coming to Dream Tank for about two years now, and has been in a lot of programs. And uh, we're so delighted to have her here, because I really do like to speak less. If I can ever have a kid with me, I'd rather them speak more than me. So, Amalia. Uh, please introduce yourself and say hello. Um, hi, I'm Amalia Rose, and... What do you love about Dream Tank? Why are you involved? I think that mainly because I really like when I get to involve myself in something that could change the world and, like, leave an impact. And I think that Heidi's project is a really good idea, and that having kids involved in things that could make a difference in other people's lives is something that could really affect other people, especially people who don't really know what to do and are divided about how to change things and make things better in our world. And kids just have fresher ideas and more imagination that could help us. Makes sense to me, I agree completely. Um... I think the imagination that kids have and the, the approaches to the problems are completely different. Maybe you could share a little bit about some of the things you've worked on at Dream Tank. Like, which of these uh, goals were you trying to accomplish? What, 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 what are the projects you've worked on? So, in Dream Tank, usually there's like a different subject for each workshop, and it's sort of like an accelerator to like boost your imagination and give you an idea for a future business or something to um, that really inspires you that you really love to do. So for example one of them was hosted at my school and this was the first one I did and we were all supposed to come up with a project in a week's time that would help people um, in some way or another and solve one of the global goals and um, I chose a book, I chose to write a book that would help 
educate kids who couldn't afford to go to school with a character and that was fun to learn from and so then after that I, I love that I just want to say it was the uh, limp ball what was what was the name I loved it it was this cute little character that uh, would go from page to page of the book along with the story that's what you remember the lint ball kitten that you wrote put along with the book yeah it was yeah <laughs> but yeah and then we kind of um I kind of kept going to Dream Tank Accelerators and made different products. I had an idea for a business that the profits would go to children who were in need and sick, um, like with cancer, or and like donate to those types of hospitals. And recently I did a Dream Tank Accelerator to um, help someone who wanted to start a business to help veterans. So all of the Dream Tank workshops are in my opinion based on things to help people and to help kids help people and I really like that about Dream Team. I like that too I mean my, my son uh, when he's in the program uh, ended up you know he's a huge soccer person he loves soccer I don't know if you remember Raleigh um, mm -hmm. and he you know just wanted to do something around soccer and but but what he came up with just blew my mind blew which me was, away which was like you know allowing people that have you know maybe disability and can't play soccer to actually play and coming up with inventions that allow that and it, it was just like the sweetest thing and it was an approach I know. it was it was beautiful my everyone's heart was just so cracked open by that you know it was because it was such an innovation what a that kids in a wheelchair can play soccer, you know? Right, and and that, you know, just opened his mind to, you know, accessibility, for example, mm -hmm. or, you know, issues that different people have, right? So um, I think that really changed him in a way, and that's why I sort of fell in love with what Dream Tech is doing and tried to get involved. And, you know, look, I think we're on the show called Give First. To me, Heidi, this is like the ultimate give first <laughs> from you. You know, I, I know that you want to be with your kids and that's selfish and all that. But, <laughs> but you know, creating this context, which is basically like a, an early entrepreneurial experience um, for kids, because most kids in this country and in the world never experience entrepreneurship until they're at least in college and probably yeah. older. I didn't. Yeah. Um, but to see that when you're 10 or 11 um, and to have an opportunity to think about a business that can actually help people and solve a world goal, it's really powerful. So why do you do it? What do you expect to get out of it? Do you get a huge paycheck doing this? <laughs> no. No, unfortunately, not yet. Uh, and I don't, know, I don't know if I ever will. It is a 501c3 nonprofit, yeah. but we are running it like a social enterprise. We're developing sustainable revenue models so that we can keep not have to always fundraise and that's really what we believe in and thank you you're i know uh, we're gonna have some wonderful advisors and folks we've we've had a lot of wonderful volunteers even that have come from through the techstars community to mentor volunteer and help throughout the years too so i'm really delighted to be here but what i, I would say why i do this is it is the most the biggest impact I can see in the world when people on the planet who've been born into technology, who like these kids um, that are pretty much, most of them are under age 18, um, can have a spark that the thing that they love doing that everyone in their life is telling them to do less of, uh, that they get to do it for something that matters in the world and that they actually have some ways of seeing things that we 
don't. And seeing that light spark up in the eyes of a child who even, whether it's a friend of my daughter's in a carpool, we have carpool meetings. <laughs> a lot of, a couple of campaigns have actually sparked from, from carpool conversations where I learned about a, 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 one of the kids in my carpool is doing a, a documentary about kids who are addressing ocean trash. Right. And so I invited him to the climate campaign. So things like that, just listening to kids and want and helping them go do something by connecting them with a mentor or even just a very simple toolkit is why I do it. It it's, feels like it's my reason for being on the planet. That's awesome. That's the uh, exact phrase we use when we go to fund companies. Like, is this why they're put on this planet? To do this <laughs> so clearly it's true with you. And um, we've tried to get a little bit involved and, and be helpful uh, with, with Dream Tank as well. DreamTank.co, if you want to check it out yes, online. Yes, yes. Um, you know, it's huge gift first from you, Amalia. We were talking before the show um, about some people maybe in your life uh, that more than a decade now uh, you've, you've been around um, that, that maybe have helped you in some unexpected way. Any stories uh, like that? Well, there one time when I was in second grade, I had this stuffed animal that was very special to me, but I wasn't, I was kind of irresponsible with it. Um, <laughs> and it ended up breaking. And so we, I didn't want to throw it out to get a new one, but I, we took it to different places to see if it could get fixed. So the la our last place that we tried to go to was um, a place called McGuckins. And they, at first, there was this man there who tried to think of a way that he could like help it, help me, but he didn't think of anything. But then he came back and he thought that maybe he could try one more thing. And then three to five hours later, they had fixed it and it was really special to me. And they didn't seem to have done it for any reason for themselves or anything. They just, all the, um, all the employees kind of joined in to help and it was really kind of like a feeling of community that they helped and it's beautiful. Do, do you remember the person's name that first started to help you by any chance? His name was Guy. Guy at McGuckin Harbor in Boulder, Colorado. Yes. Uh, if McGuckins is listening they should give Guy a raise. Yes. I think, McGuckin, um, we love I think he actually, um, he's not there anymore. Okay. Would, wherever Guy went. <laughs> I'm sure Guy will track us down. <laughs> but uh, I think the I think the cool thing about that is now we're talking about McGuckins, right, on the podcast. And, you know, this guy, Guy, is probably like, this is super cool. So, you know, you never know how that's going to come back when you're just helpful to somebody. It's spending three or four or five hours to help out a little kid, and it's not really your job, and you don't get anything from it. That's the nature of Give First, but I bet you that person gets a lot back in their life uh, in unexpected ways for doing cool things like that. That's a beautiful story. <laughs> it comes around, goes around. That's a good story. Um, Heidi, your ambition for Dream Tank is is pretty large. Um, you've talked to me about it a couple times. You know, today it's a, a bolder thing. It's, you know, relatively young. But how do you hope that this can change the world over time? Well, uh, we actually have a, 
a lot of interest from folks that wanted uh, to have Dream Tank in their communities. And that came from the first three years of testing. We were asked that even from the beginning. We just said, we need to do more testing. We need to do more in Boulder. We need to learn more. Um, but that is one of the things that we'll be developing is, um, like Techstars calls it a playbook. Uh, we'll make our Dream Tank uh, scaling toolkit playbook. Uh, and that's we'll work on that over the next year or so as we work also on our uh, scalable revenue model. Uh, the key to get the scalable revenue model in place is so that we can respond to all this global interest we're getting. So for example, we were invited to speak in Davos next week during the World Economic Forum. And that opportunity came through the finance work I had been doing, and I saw how my reason for being on the planet was bringing kids into that conversation, lighting up, helping the kids light up and bringing them into the global conversation. So now I'm bringing the conversation of youth innovation into how we're going to solve the sustainable development goals. And that seems to be a unique platform. So we're getting uh, moderating a panel on women in leadership in the SDGs. Um, I'm uh, uh, doing on a panel with other global leaders in new forms of education for the SDGs. And I'm also co-producing and hosting a roundtable discussion with cross-sector leaders around how if we're going to create a new digital economy, which we are, we're moving in that direction, uh, and that needs to be human-centered. So our partners are MIT, Connection Science, and other really large organizations, and we're going to be talking about youth innovation and how that has to come into the new economy. Uh, so with the support, how am I going to do this is really all of us. It's together. It's this Boulder community and communities like Techstars who do really care and love what we're doing and want to support it and be by our side locally so we can have the like a fortification, a really good foundation for when people ask us for that. Um, and my big hairy audacious is that also, do you say BHAG in Techstars? BHAG, uh, my BHAG, our BHAG is a billion kids by 2030 that are activated through a global online um, gamified platform to uh, solve missions in their communities with adults in their communities um, and sharing on uh, SDG missions all around the world and having had a lot of innovations actually come from that. So my future headline of 2030 would be uh, dream dreamers or dream makers address and shift five out of 17 global goals, you know, or something like that, that it's like it's clear that the youth are now empowered in the world to use technology to actually address the challenges. I'll share one more thing, and this I think will really help us think about how powerful this is. I know you, David, probably, I mean, you're tech stars, and you probably don't ask your son, but how many people listening, I'm imagining you're going to raise your hands, have a child who's under 18 that you have asked to help you with something on an app or technology or teach you how to use the latest apps and Snapchat or whatever it is, you, they're always ahead of us. It's TikTok, by the way. TikTok. Yeah, yeah TikTok. Snapchat is so last. Yeah, see? Yeah, and I'm always over their shoulders saying, what are you playing? What are you doing? I mean, it's like literally something we're talking about in the, on the global stage and technology is happening. And then my son will come up to me and say, hey, mom, that person's talking about 
uh, planting 50,000 trees while this gamer just planted 20 million trees. And, and, and this is how they did it. So the gaming mindset, all of that, it's something that a lot of us don't have as much of a window into. And we're seen as kind of slow and, you know, stodgy and, and right? So, uh, so this is a way, why, if we ask them for apps for help in our life, why wouldn't we ask them how they can use their technology to change the world? Huge. Um, and a lot of entrepreneurs listen to this. You and I have also talked about, well, what if you brought a kid into your boardroom right, yes. just one time and let them listen? and ask a, a few questions about why you're doing it this silly way instead of that way. Uh, that's really powerful. If you've never tried that and you have a board, bring a kid in for an hour, let them think about what you're doing, let them understand what you're doing, and ask a few you know, questions Absolutely. without yeah. the benefit of all the experience that, that exactly. maybe hurts you. And actually, Amalia was invited to join the board of Ascension VR, which is going to be launched as a result of our recent Hacking for Heroes workshop. Do you want to just say a little bit about what ha what the the game is about and what uh, what Ascension VR and and how you were invited? So basically, what I mentioned earlier about the um, the project that someone is doing to help veterans. So we had a workshop based on something a, a program that someone had in mind. De um, Debbie Stack, you can say. Debbie name. Stack. <laughs> <laughs> She's one of our board members, and she was a former uh, AI consultant and mostly at IBM. Yes. So um, Debbie Stack had, like, a vision of a company that would help veterans to overcome PTSD and stress from war or any problems that they were facing after they returned from war. So we, she took it to us, and we created, Dream Tank created a workshop where kids can come in and brainstorm ideas for the game because she wanted to create a game for veterans. So we brainstormed a game that was in virtual reality that could, that had artificial intelligence um, psychologists built in to um, to assist you based on what you need. And we decided that we would have a program called Rediscover Joy in it, where um, veterans can learn how to be part of society and learn how to continue living life the way that they used to and not forget about just how to be happy. So she so she asked kids opinions and i think that that was really um well i don't i think that a lot of people normally just don't think of like kids and their ideas when um they want to create something and i think that we can do a lot of things that um and i think that dream tank recognizes that so, yeah. Do you, I, I got two words for you, and I want to know if you, you've talked about this with these folks yet. Stock options. <laughs> Have you asked for stock options? Um, Don't know what that is? No. Okay. Yes, we're helping we with gotta that. we got to educate yes, a little yes, here, Yes, Heidi. we do. And she will, um, get, uh, she will definitely get. That's one of the reasons. So it, as we move forward in the phases, we want to incorporate smart contracts and blockchain so that everyone who contributes can get some, can receive something. Yeah, forget stock options, just get some, you know, 
some some uh, cryptocurrency or crypto equity. You don't need stock options. But <laughs> yeah, basically, if, if they win, yeah. you win, right? I'm mean, giving them all the good ideas. You ought to get something for it. But I'm sure they'll just offer that to you anyway because you're given first. And we had and we had some uh, veterans come in as a focus group too, so they could actually really hear from them. So if you're anything like me, you're listening to this and you're thinking, well, Dream Tank sounds amazing. And how do I get involved? And how do I throw money at this organization? Thank you so much. Uh, yes. So I like to look at, you know, folks that come into Dream Tank as investors of time, money and talent and passion. And it's all of those are forms of currency that helps startups grow. And of course, financial currency is, is helpful right when in the beginning. Uh, so we would love to invite anyone who would like to, to give. Uh, they can go to the website dreamtank.co and uh, donate there or contact me for direct um, for larger checks <laughs> that you don't want to do on a credit card. Uh, but really, I'm really looking, not but, and um, board members. I want to make, I want to have this be the most incredible board of people who really believe in this so deeply that, and that in their sector, they could bring this and help us really get to that billion, right? Because we can't do get to a billion kids alone. That has to be with partnerships, has to be with that. So I would love to have a board member in different areas. This is the part of the show where I like to ask you some quick questions. Uh, maybe give me answers that are like, you know, 20 seconds or less, just quick off the cuff reactions to things. Uh, if you don't have it, just say pass. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Amalia, is there some place in the world that you would really like to visit? Well, my mom and I have been planning this trip for a long time. We'd like to go and do a sort of tour of the countries around Europe. So Italy and Paris and Norway, Denmark, Sweden, maybe Greece, Spain, mm. and places like that. We'd like to do a sort of train and plane trip around there. Awesome. You might get a few emails from people in that part of the world uh, <laughs> offering to show you around. Let's see. Um, so, so Heidi, uh, any books you've read recently that you would really recommend that people check out that you thought were great? Well, the book I would say that I read recently, it's an oldie but goodie, uh, is Good to Great. And I would say that one of the the key takeaways that I'm trying to embody and um, I, uh, is when, when there's greatness and there's success in your organization, look over to your team and, um, and celebrate their success. And when there's challenges and problems and breakdowns, look to yourself and take responsibility and ownership as a leader. Awesome. Is there, Amalia, someone from history that you wish you could meet, even if they're not alive anymore, that you've read about? I guess I would like to meet two people. First, Michael Landon, because I think that he was a person that would probably really support Dream Tank and what they're doing. And the second one maybe um, J.K. Rowling, because I also want to be an author, and I'd really like to meet her and hear her story and hear some inspiration and how she became who she is. Those are awesome ones. I usually ask about a nonprofit that we should make people aware of, but I have a feeling I know <laughs> what you'll say. Uh, unless you have another favorite out there in the world? Uh, another favorite, actually, I was just talking about it yesterday, and 
I say it because I love their model, but they don't really need support. Bead for Life is just so great as an example of a social enterprise model um, that uh, really funds itself, and I love them. Awesome. Well, thanks for being on the show. Really enjoyed talking to you all. Hopefully, we got lots of new people to get involved with, with Dream Tank, and I uh, look forward to seeing all the problems that, that you both solve in the future. Thank you. Thanks a lot for listening to the show today. We'd love to hear your feedback, ideas, or who you'd like to hear next on Give First. And please leave a rating and review, ideally a good one. And reach out anytime to podcasts at techstars.com or on Twitter, I'm at David Cohen. See you next time. Don't forget, Give First. Oh, 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 o